is truth of Samaritan Igwe. Hello there. Welcome to another episode on the Samaritan's podcast. This episode is really special to me. I'll tell you why. Two years ago, I actively started pursuing a career in media for development or media in the development sector, if you like to put it like that. My journey in this space has been exciting on most days and depressing on some days. But most of all, working as communications officer for NGOs and CSOs has been a learning process. And I want to share that experience with you. Yes, you listening. Let's call this episode a day in the life of a communications officer. You know what else makes this episode special? I'm not going to be the only one sharing my on-the-job experiences today. Over the course of this podcast, you'll hear several voices of people I've had the privilege to work with and I have a lot of respect for. Let's meet our guests for today. I will be giving them an opportunity to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they do. Our first guest is... Hi, my name is Madina Saliu. I am a broadcast journalist as well as a communications consultant. I'm currently consulting for the NCDC and Nigeria Health Watch on COVID-19 response in the FCT. So quite simply put, what I'm doing is documenting what the FCT is doing in response to COVID-19 and communicating to the world. Thank you for joining in, Medina. And let's move on to our next guest. Hello, my name is Efeuluwa Hariyo Abaje. At Aid for Rural Education Access Initiative, here I, I serve as the communications officer. We're glad to have you here, Ife. So we'll move on quickly to our next guest on today's episode. I'm, I'm really excited for this one and uh, I'm so glad that she's here and she could make it. Hi, I'm Rita. I work with one of the UN agencies in Nigeria as communications assistant. My particular area of focus is um, around adolescents and youth advocacy. Thank you. We're glad to have you here. Our next guest is... Hi, my name is Clement Johnson. I'm a creative professional, content creator, and social media manager. I work in the communications department for Babcock International Model United Nations as a content creator and social media manager. Welcome, Clement. Are you ready to meet our next guest? I am. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rafiat Atonda. I work as a communications officer with FCMB in Lagos, Nigeria, and I'm super excited to be here. I like the way Rafiat says her name. It's, it's so cool. Let's move on to our next guest. Hello, my name is Malti Danjuma. I'm a media and communications officer for YouTube Africa, and I am excited to share my experience so far my five year experience working as a communications officer with youth hub um, so happy listening thank you for joining in thank you all our guests for joining in let's dive right into today's topic so the very first question is what's the job description of a communications officer who is the communications officer and what does a communications officer do this seems like a lot of questions, but I'm very sure that Rita has all the answers. So Rita, over to you. Okay, when we talk about the job description of a communications officer, I would say there's really no one size fits all. 
it will always be different from one organization to another so um i will narrow it down to just three aspects the first one is somebody a comms officer should understand the media landscape he or she should understand how social media works how the new media works and how traditional media works and be able to navigate both so for new media the person should be able to understand social media the person should be, should be able to advise an audition on the content that should go on on various platforms so for new media the person should be able to understand social media understand uh, email marketing you know blog and and etc that are quite a number of them the person should be able to understand traditional media as well um have good media relations with um various media outlets like radio tv newspaper that's still very important although most private organizations will favor new media more because it seems relatively cheaper and more tailored to um, the audience they're looking out for but traditional media is still important okay and that's for media another aspect that another angle um another thing most organizations will look out for in a comms officer is um the person should just be able to write clearly okay so a good writer will always make a good comms officer so you know to, to to be a good writer you should just be able to understand grammar i mean as basic as now verbs adverbs adjectives have to use them so a good comms officer should just be a good writer and then you should, you should also pick a few a, a few skills like like graphic design those will always be added to give you give you additional edge like um, graphic design video editing photo editing you know and i think that's really about that thank you a good communications officer is always a good writer thank you rita for breaking it down now we know the job description of a communications officer but how does that play out in real life I'm going to ask Malti what a typical morning is like for her as a communications officer. As a media and communications person for Youth Hub Africa, my typical mornings at Youth Hub Africa usually is going through social media platforms, checking what's trending, checking what young people are looking at on social media, checking what um what's actually trending finding a way to tie what's trending to core messages that the organization intends to pass across through ca campaigns and um and um, to address to tackle issues around the world because youth of africa is a youth-based non-profit organization our target audience are majorly young people aged 16 to 38 years old um, we are particular and very deliberate about the kind of content we push out on our social media platforms and whatever content we share via emails and newsletters so it's always important for me as a communications person to be abreast with information and be abreast with what attracts young people and what gets the attention of young people, basically. So typical mornings for me at YouTube Africa is checking what's trending on social media platforms, finding a way to tie it to uh, core messages and objectives of the organization. Also, um, attend responding to emails that's also very important responding to the organization's emails because we have a lot of partnerships and a lot of young people that reach out to us through 
direct messages on social media and through emails um, particularly. So um, it's very important. One of the first things I do in the morning as well is to check our, our social media platforms also. And then we um, go about our daily schedule as to what we're supposed to do um, in the communications department. After listening to Malti Dandruma talk about how her mornings are as a communications officer, I have one very interesting question. And I'm going to ask Ife this question. Ife, does your work end as, at 5 p.m. as a communications officer? Okay, uh, officially, my work ends at 5 p.m. every day. Unofficially, um, I'm expected to be alert and be responsive to any uh, activity that requires my immediate attention anytime from 5 p.m., which I'm always very, very ready to attend to. And it's one of the things that is expected of me as a communications officer. So uh, regardless of the fact that I'm not within the confines of the office environment after 5 p.m., I am still saddled the responsibility of meeting any immediate responsibility, any immediate uh, task uh, expected of me beyond 5 p.m. unofficially, unofficially. That's about right. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you, Ife. What makes a tasking job like this all worth it? Medina, what's your favorite part about being a communications officer? My favorite part of being a communications officer is having a voice and being able to use that voice for positive impact. We live in a world currently where everyone is trying to communicate um, their one thing or the other because of the advent of social media, their personal brands, their ideologies, their businesses, their services. They're trying to communicate it to the world to show the world you know what they're doing and what they're thinking to be saddled with the responsibility to represent people in that light to be able to listen to them to be able to see beyond what they're even saying to you to communicate to the world to translate it and say to the world oh this is what this person is trying to say i'm trying to put it in the most simple terms possible is actually a very humbling position to be in and i wake up in the morning with a drive knowing that i i am a voice to people that may otherwise not have a voice you know for instance what i'm doing with the ncdc documenting the covid19 response i've had to work with health um, workers frontliners who are working directly with covid19 infected patients and you know being able to tell their story listen to them and to tell their story and to show the world that this is what is happening in abuja you know something they would probably otherwise not be be able to do on their own it's actually a very beautiful experience for me and you know i wake up looking forward to it every day so it's my favorite best part of being a communications officer being that voice to people who do not know how to to use their voice the best way so you become a, a voice to a lot of people and brands and companies name it having a voice and 
um, being able to use that voice for positive impact comes with a lot of responsibility. So my next question is to Malti. Malti, have you ever felt overwhelmed on the job? Have you had to take out time for your mental health sake? Yes, there are times I get overwhelmed with work. There are times I totally need a break. However, I learned the hard way. I never want to um, accept quickly when I'm overwhelmed. I just think there are ways to manage it. I had to get to a point where sometimes I accept that doing nothing sometimes is actually doing a whole lot because you you do not know as human beings we do not know the impact of rest and the impact of actually taking a break so um before now i used to actually just go ahead and try to still manage things and do the work until i really fell ill for a period of time and i realized that people who were in my team had to do the work so I had to start delegating tasks really well because most times, most of the times I got overwhelmed was because I wanted to do the things on my own. And so I had to let, learn delegation of tasks. And I realized that most times, even when I delegate tasks, there are team members who are able to even go about it more than you, the head or more than you, the leader. And so I, I realized it and I became more comfortable with delegating tasks and it got me less overwhelmed because things were being done quickly and the output was being, um, there was better output because within a short period of time, there was better output within a short period of time. And it also helped me reduce my stress level and getting me not and not getting overwhelmed all the time yes there are times where you need a mental break i remember i needed a mental break just before the the outbreak of covid19 pandemic however it was a mental break because i was so i was so busy i was so busy and i needed a break actually and so i just decided i wanted to just take a break when there was an outbreak of covid19 so it was almost like it was time it was the right time basically for me to just take a chill pill thank you for sharing multi thank you thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey and your experience the next question i have is What's one thing that you wish you knew before you started this journey? And I'll ask, I'll direct that question to Clement. So Clement, you have the floor. One thing I wished I knew before starting the journey. Well, um, there are a lot of things that I've learned during the course of this journey. And um, if there's one experience I think I've, I, should, I would have appreciated if I had before starting at all, this would be maybe working with different people because um as a communications personnel or communications officer you get to like work with a range of other creatives and all of you have like a similar goal so there's that point whereby maybe you've done your part but um there has to be a cohesive bond amongst group members or amongst your team before you guys can maybe publish something or maybe you guys can upload a campaign or something so i wish i learned like how to work with other people i've learned how to work with other people but well for me i think starting the journey was like me starting um out professionally and i knew that there were a lot of things for me to learn in there and i wasn't coming with a whole lot of knowledge or experience prior to when i started working in communications for b moon so um i learned a whole lot of things on the way 
and that is i think that is how it should be because um these positions these opportunities these responsibilities actually contribute to your growth as a professional and that is what happened in my own case for this that one thing i wish i knew how to do very well before stepping in it would have been like working with a team of people together in achieving one goal and understanding that people have their own diversities and then they have their own their own differences and sometimes some people might slow you down and then just have to learn how to be patient and a whole lot of other things in between you're very right clement um it is important that we are always open to learn as communications officers because we'll meet different people at different times and we would work in different organizations and we always need to be open to learn the new ways in the organization and to learn how to interact with different people. What are some other skills that a communications officer should have? Medina, this question is just for you. <laughs> the skills that the communications officer needs are mostly soft skills and I'm going to focus on two to three because of time. For the first one, which I believe is the singular most important skill, it is listening, ability to listen. You cannot, as a communicator, communicate right if you haven't heard right. You need to be patient enough to listen to what the organization, the brand, the individual is trying to say to their audience. Otherwise, a lot is going to be missed between um, visioneer and audience. So it is your responsibility to um, creatively translate what your visioneer is saying to the audience and of course there are seven c's of communication and you should know that but i'm just going to name them your communication should be clear it should be concise it should be concrete it should be correct it should be coherent it should be complete and it should be cautious you can read more on this and how to implement it in your communication then secondly, you need to master your communication channel. You need to know and master your communication channel. Are they using print media to communicate to their audience? Is it social media? If it's print media, for instance, you need to know the language of your audience. You need to know who your audience are. Are you talking to Gen Zs? Are you talking to millennials? Are you talking to baby boomers? What language best speaks to these sets of people? You have to be able to, as a communicator, master those two. Listen properly and master your communications channel. Digital marketing, master SEOs, search engine optimization. Very important today. So those two are very important for a communicator. Thank you, Medina. Medina mentioned that as a communicator, it is your responsibility to creatively translate what the visionary is saying to your audience. So Rafia, I have this question for you. How important or how vital is the role of a communications officer to the overall success of an organization? The role of the communications officer is very critical to the overall success of the organization. You know, as a communications officer, you do a lot of strategizing, writing, and distributing content to promote the brand, its activities, and products. So if you're not very excellent at what you do, you will significantly reduce goodwill, loyalty, and patronage for the organization. 
Imagine that you wrote something very insensitive and controversial. No thanks to social media. It would spread like wildfire. And that would cause lots of negative sentiments and further damage to the organization. But if you do something really sweet, thoughtful and humane, you will get lots of love and in fact, flowers. So for example, this past Valentine, my organization FCMB ran a campaign tagged a token of love and it was to show love differently to individuals doing selfless service to humanity. As an extension, we are encouraging more people to save on the INS platform and we match up their savings. Um, I can tell you for free that this has increased goodwill for us and by extension help our business. <laughs> and there's also the Flexturn Initiative, a paid internship and mentorship program that we do for young graduates. A lot of work goes into these initiatives from brainstorming to putting together creatives to communicate them passionately online and sometimes working with partners. The communications officer has their work cut out for them. So yes, the role is delicate, important, interesting and eye-opening. That was very insightful, Rafia. Thank you for sharing. Next, let's ask Ife about one project that he has worked on that he's most proud of. Oh, wow. This is a very, very interesting question. Uh, I've been involved in quite a number of projects with Hiria High, and I think one of those projects I'm very proud of is the Education Digital Equity Project. Now, the primary focus of the RISE work with the support of the United Kingdom in Nigeria Digital Access Program lies in rural areas. As communications officer, I understand that the expertise and logistics required to communicate well with rural communities may seem daunting. Now, in these rural areas, the challenge is to increase the quantity and accessibility of information to ensure its exchange in appropriate ways and to elicit more information from rural people themselves in order to guide uh, the solutions we prefer to the realities of these rural areas. Now, with the support of the UK Nigeria Digital Access Programme, we at Erehai are promoting community-based initiatives to enable students from low-income families access remote learning materials, digital education resources options, and even digital opportunities. So over the next few months, our engagement at Hera High with student teachers, school administrators, and education authorities will drive our ambitious response to address digital exclusion and social inequality that limits educational access across rural Nigeria. The project is still ongoing, and I'm so excited to be on board on this project, bridging digital inequity in rural uh, communities in Nigeria. Thank you. That's amazing work, Ife. Well done. Well done. Well done. Clement, can you tell us about one challenge you encountered as a communications officer and how you were able to manage the situation, how you were able to handle it? One challenge I encountered as a communications officer and how I handle it. I think this will be a time when I worked with a non-governmental organization and um, well, the person that was like my direct um, boss, the person that I was reporting to, 
it wasn't it wasn't so easy working alongside this person because information and corrections were not passed in the most um, appropriate of ways it was really difficult for me because i really had a whole lot in mind i really had a whole lot i wished we could do and then i was really pumped and energized but i wasn't getting same energy and even some of the feedbacks were not clear enough for me so it was as if there was a communication deficit in the communications department which was which wasn't just like right for me and i tried to communicate i tried to like learn okay what are the expectations of this person how do i please this person how do i do work that will make this person happy but it wasn't just it wasn't just aligning and then what i did to handle the situation was the fact that i decided to save the feedbacks i get because i believe that there was there were corrections there there were corrections there were learnings there was there was an opportunity for me to grow there although it was not coming in the most favorable ways but i, I identified that opportunity and i was like okay you know what i will take off take away all the negative ones and i'll take these positive ones and that was what i did uh before i left the ngo for every time i worked with this person i just like all the feedbacks that come in i just like take the positive ones take the corrections and then i utilize them for my growth and then i just had to grow thick skin to um the other parts that wasn't so so good so that was what i did it was a situation of working with uh working with someone that it's like maybe you both of you don't understand yourself and then you try to communicate you are even trying to learn but it wasn't working so that was how i managed the situation wow clement i can relate to that on so many levels so many levels thank you for sharing hello rafiat can you share with us three communication officer tips or hacks like the inside gist only for people that are listening to this podcast this is a special segment <laughs> Okay, so very quickly, I'm going to be sharing tips for a communications officer. The first is understand the English grammar and its domestication. <laughs> when I say grammar, I don't mean um, being grandiloquent. Don't speak big, big English. But, you know, communicate, understand grammatical rules and, you know, structures. You can have other problems, but please, grammatical errors shouldn't be one of them to be teachable you don't know everything even if you did study english language um in the university there are certain etiquettes that you need to learn so please be teachable when somebody tells you make this come before this you can ask why and if they give you a convincing reason um you probably want to buy into it so please be teachable Three, ask questions when unsure. Please, this is also very important. Remember that we're in the age of social media. Anything you put out there can go viral within the twinkle of an eye. So please ask questions when you're not sure. This will help you avoid stories that touch the art. Four is follow related brands and creatives on social media so you can widen your creativity. You need to know what your competitions are doing so you can benchmark. So follow them, it's important. Fifth, don't be lazy, learn something every day. The sixth one is don't limit yourself, spread your tentacles. The seventh one is be friendly but not at the detriment of work. Nobody is paying you to be friends with anybody. I'm not saying make enemies, but please be friendly and be professional. Eight is jump on trends when possible. It will help your organization be more sane. 
the last but not the least is be supportive because this is how we win together wow Rafia, that was that was very interesting thank you for sharing if you're on this call and you perhaps you're not a communications officer but you've had all of the speakers talk today and you're interested in this field in this space i'm like oh maybe i want to i want to consider doing communications at some point in my life what advice do you have for anybody like that rita so rita this is your question what what advice do you have for anybody that wants to go into communications wants to be a communications officer okay my two cent advice to um, an aspiring communications person or someone in the industry already is to is to write the vision for yourself and make it plain so for example you can make it clear that this is my niche marketing communications or I want to communicate in the humanitarian setting or I want to be a journalist because there are different kind of communications there that is exactly not the same thing. Somebody says something really funny that everything goes in war, in love and in marketing, in, in advertising. So in advertising that some things some things are, are okay. You can communicate in a certain way that is okay. It can be aggressive kind of communication, it's fine. When you're communicating in the in the humanitarian setting you are really not selling something tangible as it were. You're, you're communicating values. You're, you're selling, you're, you're more of an advocate. You're advocating something. You're advocating for something. You are, you are, you are communicating values. And then when you are in, in journalism, for example, you are expected to communicate in a certain way. You're expected not to be biased. You're expected to be objective and to be as clear as possible to balance your needs. So you can see that they're different. Making um, making the um your 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 niche clear saves you a lot of effort, a lot of time. It will help you inform it will inform you the kind of courses to take to accelerate through the wrong of the ladder very fast. And to save you a lot of heartbreaks and hurts when you apply for some jobs because for example you can be very good in, in 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 the corporate communication in the corporate industry in the private sector and you want to cross over maybe to to, to, to some ngos or some ings or un and you wonder why aren't my application being being considered it's because you are it's, it's really not the same kind of communication so of course you can you can easily, easily make a switch but that will also inform the kind of courses to take the whether to go for a professional MSc, you know, etc. So make your path clear and accelerate very fast. And that thing that I feel personally, I feel is important for a comms person is to, is to make your values very clear. This is because um, as a comms person, you are an ambassador for the organization you work for. So if they sell something that contradicts your values, it will hurt you, it will bite you hard, and you can't give your best. So you must be very clear on your values and know this is all the boundary i cannot cross no matter what i'm being offered so you can't work for a communication for a company for example that promotes some vice or some substance and you, you know it's really something against what you believe but because of the money you, you, you want to take the offer you must be very clear on 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 your values and that will inform the kind of company to vote for and that will also inform how that will also inform your performance there because you really can't sell very well something that contradicts your values there. 
Thank you. Thank you, Rita. I've learned so much today. You have no idea. I've actually learned a lot today. Thank you to all the guest speakers. Thank you, Rafia. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Medina. Thank you, Malti. Thank you, Clement. Thank you, Ife. Thank you for agreeing to do this with me. Thank you for sharing your experiences, your journey, your failures, your mistakes, your greatest achievements. Just thank you for, for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you to you, to you that has listened all up to this point. And I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear feedback from you. I'd like to hear what you learned today. I'd like to hear what you think of communicators and communications officer. I'd just like to hear anything that you have to tell me um, on all social media platforms. It's at Osomariton. That's O-S-U-M-A-R-E-T-O-N. Just say hi. Say you listen to this podcast and tell me what you thought of it. Thank you once again. We've come to the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you next time. Is Truth or Samaritan Igwe signing out?